You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast here with your host, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. If you did not notice, Taylor has a new background. I know it's throwing me off. It's throwing me for a loop. I don't know what to do. And a new statue. All we need to all we need to see is the cash, man. That's all we care about. Dude, I got the cash back. I got to tell you guys something. I went without this for a week. It was the hardest week of my life. I bet. I'm back. I bet. Yeah, we, I bet uh, it was difficult. We moved into the new offices a couple days ago, and uh, it's a, a work in progress, but it is coming together. Probably go live or something later today and show everybody the space. But that would yes. be uh, that'd be nice of you. I'll, I'll think about it. No worries. What are we talking about today? This is a live podcast. Well, we're going to. We were just in the Dominican, yep. an island in the Caribbean. Yep. And uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know, we had a very advanced, high level sales boot camp there. It was absolutely phenomenal. The content that Taylor put together and shared was next level. It was an event that we charged people 5K for, two-day event. And every single one of them thanked us for inviting them. It's true. And they were grateful to actually pay up that 5K. So it was next level and it just brought up the topic. So we could, we could wrap on that, but it brought up the topic. What's most important? Leads or sales? Definitely sales. <laughs> no questions. So disrespectful, man. Yeah. Just Chris just skated over the fact that he left early. He left me abandoned by myself on an island to work. Chris is never early or late. <laughs> okay. He is always on time. Okay. Exactly. Now, just to put it in perspective, and you guys should pay attention because I think we're going to make the recordings potentially available in the next 60 days or so. I haven't heard officially, but that is a possibility. And uh, we had a guy there. We we had a guy come in who's done over $100 million in sales. He said, this is the best two days of sales training I've ever witnessed. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. It was a great validation because our stuff is different. We've changed all of our sales material. And Chris, we've also changed all of our marketing modus operandi yep. in the last six months or so. We're basically yeah. a new company and uh, got a lot of momentum, mo, 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 momentum. It's my favorite thing to say ever. And uh, getting real estate this month, we are putting some money into some really good long-term assets and uh, we're still hanging on to our cash. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We haven't we're left you. We're still we haven't left worry. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we wanted to talk to you today or Chris wanted to talk about some highlights from the Dominican, the difference between mastering marketing, mastering sales. And uh, I'm just going to be over here counting my money while you do that. So go for it. Nice, take it, take nice it away. All that cash. How much cash do you have right there? <sighs> Dude, $100 times 10. In fact, Ooh. people come to my office and I say, you get a, you get a bonus and I hand them $100. <laughs> and then I go lot. get it. I that go get it as soon as, as soon as they take it out of my office. I say, give me my money back. Do you guys have security there with all that cash? We do, man. We do. That's awesome. Yeah, Chris hasn't even been. He'll you'll be here next week to see the office. We have a big yeah. event next week. Fifty five. Must be nice, man. To have that nice office with the kitchen, espresso machine, and wow, I don't have a mansion wow. to live in, so I have to make one mine. day. One day, maybe I'll elsewhere. get to that level. 
Tell us some of the takeaways about from last week. If you guys didn't know, what's been really interesting about our business, and I think something that's been a big part of just our growth spurt is Taylor has really owned and and pretty much focused solely on the sales aspect of the business. I've really been owning and focusing on the marketing aspect of the business. And we've just found great synergy in that. And if you guys didn't know, there is what? Synergy in the recipe. <laughs> yes. I was dude, I was doubting that you weren't going to slam dunk that, that layup. Dude, that it's player. my thing. If people don't, hopefully people understand what that means, but the, the end result is greater than the sum of its parts. Something like that. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So anyways, there's always this, uh, I think, healthy conflict with marketing and sales, yes. right? And a lot of people, I think they have this conflict even within their own businesses. A lot of people think they need more leads when it's, you know, is it that they actually need better sales ability and vice versa? Wow. I'm just going to leave that up there for Can a little you just, bit. Uh, remove Christopher, Christopher Clevin's... Uh, for those of you listening in the car and the podcast, you're like, what is the matter with these people? Uh, we are live on video right now. So that somebody had made a comment, Taylor looking real leaned up, getting shredded. And I just went ahead and threw it up on the screen so everyone could see it. Um, I'll take it down though. I'm sorry, guys. I don't see it on Facebook though. Oh, there it goes. Oh, it's on there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So anything, what, anyways, one of the big things that I think people don't realize is just the, the force that you need on both sides. And I'd say that, marketing leads, all that kind of stuff is way more linear, way more strategic and tactical than sales. And me being a marketing guy, obviously you have to understand, and this is one of the biggest takeaways. Well, I'd say really highlighted for me is how important sales is in everything that you do. You with me, bro? I lose you. No, I'm listening. Right. Like that is, it's, you know, when Eli was, was, going through his presentation, just all the things that we can extract from the foundational principles of sales for marketing. And so I think where people are missing it in their marketing sales and everything is they don't understand that sales is the foundation of everything, everything. Like if you don't understand the the principles of sales, then you will be a sucky marketer. You will not be able to write ad copy or in an organic post that's going to get people to take action. It's all founded on the basis of sales. So I just want to do, we'll just wrap about this and I'll ask you some questions. You have anything to say um, in regards to that? Yeah, I agree. Because marketing is a linear thing where it's like typically with marketing, two plus two is going to equal four or five, where sales is, is a lot of energy. It's a lot of philosophy. It's a, there are tactical things, but a lot of sales, what we found in training salespeople is holistic super holistic and you can be a really good copywriter and be a really good copywriter even if you don't necessarily live the best holistic life outside of work to an extent i mean you could argue either way but you can't be a great salesperson if your life is a mess outside it's very difficult to do that and some of you might say well what about jordan belfort what about straight line well he went to prison so hopefully we're not setting our like sights on like i want to go to jail too I want to be so good at sales that I just, you know, whatever. So I agree with that. Ryan said, try getting married without sales. Try raising kids without sales. Big. Yeah, maybe we can just put, you know, a a slash persuasion. Sales slash persuasion. Yep. You cool with that? 
Dude, I'm cool with anything. You're leading this podcast today. So what's, what's interesting, man, is is the people that were there, they were clients and our top sales guys. Yep. And so these are already people who produce millions of dollars in sales a year. And they came to the table and, I mean, just seeing the reaction on their faces and just the feedback after we we talked to them, they were blown away because there's just the things that you unveiled there's just another level always, right? And the thing that I love about what you've been doing with managing the sales guys is that holistic approach because it's not, it's not something that's divided. It's not sales and you live a different lifestyle, right? Like it, there, there has to be that synergy. Like good sales comes from you, what? Living healthy, taking care of yourself, right? Doing the fundamentals. So with that being said, just on a basic level, foundational level, what do you think is one of the biggest mistakes that people make in selling successfully? They're not self-aware. So one of the things we do with our team is we have them do end-of-day reviews, end-of-week reviews. The mistake for most people, in fact, this is interesting because I just thought about this this morning on the sales meeting. The mistake that people make, let's say you show up to a meeting and your energy on a scale of one to 10 is like a six. All right, so you rate your energy, you're like, I'm a little tired, I'm a six. The mistake is never being a six out of ener- uh, out of ten on energy. The mistake is thinking you're a ten, but really you're a six. That's where people go astray. So we spend a lot of time with our guys and our girls on becoming aware. How healthy are you? Are you in a good state right now? Are you in a bad state right now? Nobody does this, dude. Nobody's actually taking the time because people don't see it as a positive. They see it as a negative. You know, you can read a book or you can write in a journal about how you feel. Well, people are like, well, writing in a journal is a waste of time. Absolutely not. Because you're lacking, if you're not self-aware, you're lacking the requisite situational awareness to know what you need to even fix or pay attention to. So this happened a, a lot. The name that comes to mind is one of the guys, Cole, that came in a while, while ago. And he kept trying to fix the wrong things. Hey, how do I get my close rate higher? How do I get my close rate higher? And I was like, but dude, you're closing 50%. The issue is not your close rate. The issue is your volume. People will do it and vice versa. They'll come in, they're closing 12%. They suck at sales. Like, I just need more volume. No, you don't. You don't need more volume because more volume is not going to make you more money. Your sales Mm. rate sucks. The power of knowing what is the problem that I need to fix rather than just solving the easiest problem, self-awareness. It all comes from self-awareness. So these guys are already performers. What's the biggest mistake you see them make? Like they're already producing. And they're all producing yeah. the majority of the marketplace. Yeah, probably so everyone. It's wild because we have these conversations pretty often where they might get into a rut or they stumble. And like these are guys who should have amazing confidence. They probably have a lot of ego. They've already won. Like they've already accomplished what the top people are accomplishing. They're making a lot of money. So what's the pitfall for people like that in that stage? There are a lot of them, but probably the biggest one, especially for someone who gets to that level, is, uh, man, you asked Kobe why he was the best in the world. You asked LeBron why he's the best in the world right now. We're talking about basketball people, NBA. You ask any professional athlete who's truly one of the greats why they're the best in the world, they're not going to tell you talent. They're going to be like, oh, it's because I'm so good. I was born this way. It's almost, it's almost assaulting if you're like, man, must be nice to be born that talented. This is like, what? What disrespect? Like, I, I go to the gym every morning at four in the morning and I train harder than any of my peers. They're all going to credit their greatness 
to their behaviors because that's that's where control comes from. So there's a really dangerous pitfall when when someone gets first of all like Peyton or Cole or anybody else like the the people who have come in and close for us. You got Mike. You got all these people in the, in the past. They're going through a rut. Looks like oh, all their revenue per call is two thousand mm. dollars, and they're freaking out. It's like LeBron is going through a rut and he only scored 19 points. This, what you feel like is great really impacts your peak and your trough, your top and bottom. And uh, a lot of people, they get too comfortable and too content with things that are way too low for them. And it's because of their environment and all these things. But I would say probably the biggest pitfall right now is, is legitimately like these guys will go through a, a spree. It used, to happen to, it used to happen to magic all the time go through a spree and they're like all of a sudden they're so good they're like i created the heavens and the earth i am god and i don't have to do any of my habits and then what do they do right through a rut if you credit yourself as your success and i'm so talented i'm so good you're you're not going to enjoy success for very long if you're able to actually look at things holistically and say no man my habits are the reason i'm successful my willingness to do the things that nobody else wants to do that's the reason i'm successful if you can get to that place, even though you might be the most talented person on the court, the locus of control is my behavior, not my talent. So it's not something I was born with. You're going to be able to extend that runway and have a lot of success for a long time. It's a big, big pitfall when you become successful. We see this in even with clients all the time. It's like you did 150K a month and you think you are Zeus, God of Thunder. Bro, <laughs> what is going on? That's recipe for a pitfall. You know, so nobody is greater than their habits. Nobody. No. Yeah. It is interesting. You know, when we had our seven figure month, what was the, what was the kind of the, the message that was communicated to everybody on the team? And people asked us like, well, what are you guys going to do to celebrate? What'd you say? I was like, we're going to order Papa John's and we're going to do it again. I mean, anybody can win one game. Yeah. But when, when you just win one game, it's kind of a fluke. If you can win two and three and five and seven in a row and 10, that's by design. And so the focus after last month, because and people don't know, we had our first million. We had we did over a million dollars in sales last month. The focus was let's do it again and create a new normal. It's normalization yeah. patterns, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you know this. I mean, I, I, I study the economy. I'm interested in the economy and, and where the market's going and, obviously there is a recession that is coming soon. And one of the things that, one of the reasons why we are so strong on this and we're so bullish on sales is because sales will will help you outlast, help you get through, help you break through any barrier that has to do with an economic pullback. I mean, when you have the ability to just to like be so flush with cash, like Taylor is right now, like nothing smells good, man. Uh, I mean, that's no, because you know how many people have like probably had that in their pants and their bra? No, nah, I fixed you it. You just had it. You just put it on your face. <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it. No, like the sales is the greatest skill that you can have ever. But people have this misnomer or there's like this, this weird thing about sales where they're either they're fearful about it. They think it's dirty. They think it's bad. What would you say to that? To those people? I would say, I would say, first of, of all, first of all, if you're not a memo subscriber, this isn't a pitch. I'm just saying this Wednesday, we're doing a memos only webinar. If you're interested, what are you guys, what are you guys doing with your cash? How much do you want to keep on hand? You know, 
what do you see coming up and changing the market and how are you preparing for it? We're investing in real assets. It's funny. Two people in uh, the last two months have been like, why are you why are you buying houses at the top of the market? And I'm like, well, are you too dumb to understand how to find good deals? Is that what's wrong with you? Because you can find gold in every market. It's funny how people are like, well, I'm just not going to do anything. It's probably the biggest mistake that people make is like, I'm just going to wait until I can be a profit and predict everything. This is never, that's, that's not real. You can buy great houses. You can buy great and great mentors in good markets and bad markets. But I also think this is a mindset thing. When you have a mindset of abundance and when you have a mind, like, first of all, we did this thing in our last elite event in January. And it was like, we had everyone in the room. We're like, raise your hand if you feel like money is difficult to get or in short supply. Is money hard to get? Is it in short supply? Nobody raised their hand. I was like, raise your hand if you make less than 100 grand a month. Everyone, except for like eight or nine people, raised their hand. It was like, you guys have cognitive dissonance. There's a fight going on because mentally you believe that money is everywhere. It's in abundance and it's in, it's easy to get. It's not hard to get, but then you're not getting it. So people say they believe one thing, but in their heart and their deepest places, they actually believe something different. And this is all about mental reprogramming, like just cognitive reprogramming. Because when you live in abundance, you can see the trends of the market, but you're not going to necessarily retreat in fear. You're going to advance and protect yourself, but you're going to advance. It's, it, we're constantly in a state of growth here. Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking, I knew I grew up with issues about sales. I had the wrong mindset about sales. And money. And money and so many other things. But you know, I, I sell, sell now through basically scale and marketing. Yeah. And I think that one thing, if you do have healing power, so to speak, you are an expert. And you have the ability to help people. Not only should you be selling to your prospects, the people that you can help, but I think you have an obligation to become the best salesperson through ethics, integrity, character, and honesty, right? Not sleazy, not like manipulating people, but I think you actually have an obligation to become the best of the best, right? Because people have issues. They have fears and they have terrible belief systems about themselves and actually be able, being able to accomplish what it is that they want to accomplish. So you should be the, the pulling force, right? The power. Yeah. This is one thing that was talked about and discussed. And I want your thoughts on this is just the level of confidence that you should have as the expert. How important is that to being successful in your business and to get people, get prospects across the finish line? Yeah, well, we, we just did this. Eli trained a little bit on this last week. And then I took a little bit of what he trained and I reprogrammed it for my experience and added a little bit to it. And, and really, we talked about yesterday on the Mindset Monday for clients, the different levels of confidence that you have or the, the different levels of certainty you can have. And confidence like level one is really comes back to your your belief in yourself. This is good, bro, because we haven't shared this outside of CK or anything. I don't even think you've yeah. heard this. Unless you listened yesterday. I hear everything, bro. I hear everything. Confidence is your ability in yourself and your abilities in what you're doing, right? That's that's absolutely necessary. You can't do anything without confidence. You can't be that weak, shriveled, timid. I don't have any confidence in myself or my abilities. You have to have confidence. But then there's a level above confidence. It's conviction. Mm. And conviction is belief. Is Confidence is the belief in yourself 
and your abilities. Conviction is the belief that you're using your abilities for the right reasons. And convictions Ooh. is a step up. You guys getting this? You taking notes? It's good. It's good. All right, keep going. Conviction is is what you feel when you know that someone's on stage speaking or they're maybe on a on a call with you. And you can tell that they're very good at what they do, but you can tell more than that, that they are passionate that what they're selling or what they're doing is the best thing for people. That's conviction. You can feel it. It's in the it's in the chest. (laughs) I'm convicted that this is what I have to be doing right now. This is the best use of my talent. Then there's a level above that. Confidence, conviction. A level above that is is resolve. The title from yesterday was the resolve of the champion. You've got confidence in your ability, yes. You have conviction that you're using your abilities for the right things, yes. And then you've got resolve. And resolve is a philosophy. It's a state of mind. Not only do you believe in yourself, not only believe that you're using your abilities for the right reasons, but resolve is at the place where you understand that big impact equals big resistance. The only way that you're going to have you know, some, everybody, everybody's asking the questions, how do I make, how do I make this work? How do I make it easier? Why is Facebook ads so hard? Why are sales so hard? But the real answer to that is like, you can make it easier anytime you want. You want a little bit of resistance? You can make it easy. All you got to do, you got to go to the barbell. You got to take the weights off and you have to reduce your goals and your vision to meet the criteria that you're comfortable with in terms of resistance. So here's how you lower the resistance. You lower your impact, you lower your goals, you lower the things that you feel like you deserve to have. And resolve is that level where you're so confident in what you're doing that you expect the resistance and you actually revel in it. Mm. Dude, I told you this a couple of weeks ago. I could never have seen myself saying this a year ago, but I'm like, I'm excited to challenge myself against something new and daunting. I want to test myself. I got resolve. I want something to actually challenge me. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the resolve of a champion. It's it's not any fun for LeBron to just go and play the worst team ever. He's just going to score hoops, and then it's like no big deal. What's fun for these guys is going against a worthy opponent, putting it all out on the line, and then coming home with the win after that. You know, mm. I'd say I got two things to say to this: is one, there can be two opponents, right? The first opponent is the competitor, like the the people out there that you're playing against. Yep. The second opponent is your future self, right? Which yep. we think is the best. Like if you look six months down the road, where does where do you want your future self to be? What are the behavior patterns of that person? What are the habits of that person? What is that person doing that the version of yourself today is not doing? Are they waking up at five? Are they going to the gym? Are they reading X, right? Are they posting on Facebook? Are they running X amount of ads? What is that person doing? When you start to compete against your future self, dude, there's like, there's so much power in that. hundred percent, dude. What do you guys think, think about this? This is something that you're really good at. Good at a lot of things. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'll say one of the five things that was, you know, why, bro? I think it's because I look at my morning formula every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you do too, but like, this is the, that's the best secret I've found because some days I don't want to post. And some days yep. I don't even want to go to the gym and I don't, I don't want to get on with clients. Sorry. Like I'm not, I'm not Gandhi or Jesus. Like I'm just not. But when I read through my morning formula and I begin to read these things, here's the, here, how, here's how much revenue my clients have reported. Here's the case mm. studies. Here is my, the first probably 800 words on my morning formula isn't about my cars or my money or my houses. It's about, 
here's what Taylor's known for. And it's all about clients. Yeah. When I begin to read that, I'm like, well, I'm going to post because that's what, that's what I do. I become that version every day, whether I wake up and feel like it or not. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to ask you about was there's a lot of people who I think they're on the sidelines. They have tremendous potential, but for whatever reason, they just haven't gotten into the water where it's nice and warm. Yeah. Right. So what, how does someone go from zero to one? We all started with nothing, at least the people that we associate with, or we all had to develop the skill. We all had to get into the gym. So what would be your recommendation? What would be your advice and your wisdom for them to get into the game and start exercising their muscle of sales and persuasion? Well, first of all, is I think the reason people haven't gotten in the game is because they're waiting until they have enough confidence to get in the game, but they're not going to have the confidence until they're in the game. And so it's this loop that just keeps you chained down underneath your potential. And it's, it's a weird thing because if you're on this call and you enjoy doing things that you suck at, raise your hand or put a comment on the box. Like no one's, nobody ever said this. Like, man, what do you really enjoy? Man, I just enjoy doing things that make me feel stupid. That's like my number one passion in life. Nobody, nobody's wired that way. Yeah. But that is a self-preservation hack to keep us alive. But we have to mm-hmm. learn how to short circuit that because if you want to get good at something, you're going to have to do it before you have confidence so that you can develop the confidence. Imagine the person that's like, I'm, I'll go to the gym when I don't feel like I'm fat. Well, you're, you're, you've got it backwards, man. Like you're, you got it all backwards. Like you're going to have to go through that period of feeling insignificant or maybe right. not, not totally competent. And that's the first step, man. Is like when I first got started, you know, the story we've talked about it before, but I condensed all of my failures into like a six month period for real. It was like the worst six months of my freaking life. I was coming home every day, like depressed because I was posting in these groups. I was trying to be a copywriter and people were just completely destroying me. But I was like, you know what? The only two options I have is I'm going to retreat and I'm only going to do the things that I feel like I'm good at, which is like being a property manager. Yeah. So no offense against property managers, but like who grows up and is like, my dream for my life is to work at a property management company. Nobody. It was like, I'm either going to do that because that's what I'm competent at, or I'm going to continue doing things that make me feel stupid so that one day I'll wake up and I won't feel stupid anymore. Right. And that was the only option. And you just got to get over that, man. Like the people who can't get themselves over that, you don't even deserve to get over it. Like you just deserve to stay where you are. Which is one of the, I'd say the massive benefit to people coming into client kit, which is our flagship program is we help push people out of the nest. And it's a safe environment. There's guardrails, right? Because if you're not willing to go out, get on the court and shoot air balls or bricks over and over until you start hitting those Steph Curry swishes, then just say that you don't want to be in the game, right? Just move from the bench up to the audience, get a job at Starbucks or Target or wherever. But if you want to be in the game, get in the game. Yeah. Get off the bench, my friend, because here's the thing from a marketing guy. Listen, I love leads. I love marketing. But if you don't understand how to sell, if you don't understand how to persuade people, you'll never be successful. And there are leads literally all around. Like one of the things that we teach our clients is coming in, all the people that are around just their warm sphere, how much money they can extract, how much value and service they can give to those people. 
right? Yep. So leads, it's it's probably not your your issue, your problem. Probably sales. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Which we did a good training on this on barriers, the uh, the barriers in your business. It's about an hour training if you want it. Just come on here and comment barriers and somebody will hook you up with it. But it talks about here's every here's the two things that keep somebody under 30 grand a month. And then there's really two or three things that keep you under 80 grand a month. And there's a couple things that keep you stuck under 100 and they change yeah. as you go up. And it's I think it's a pretty valuable training. So, yeah. Anything else, bro? That's all I got, man. It's a good season. We got the event next week. We had the event last week. So two events in a 30 day span. We got some really cool content coming out for you guys. Grab the memos, faux show, because faux show. the Wednesday webinar is going to be amazing. We just got back. We're capped at a certain level. We've got like 15 spots left, which doesn't mean you can't get on. It just means that you're going to have to get on early because it's first come, first serve. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be really good. That's all I got. All right. See y'all. Peace. Peace.